when you're born, all the planets and stars are arranged a certain way in the sky that kind of precedes the direction you're heading and what will happen. And we all have certain planets that support what we want in this life and they may may be a little weak because of their placement and if we can strengthen them energetically on a very subtle level we can change our our destiny welcome to the mindfulness experience podcast my name is keith fiveson on today's episode we have the pleasure of hosting mr michael mastro who is a renowned expert in vatsu shastra now you may not know about vatsu shastra but it's thousands of years old and he has over 40 years of experience in the field. He's North America's leading Vatsu consultant, and he has a wealth of knowledge and expertise in the field, which he's used to help clients worldwide align their home and workspaces for optimal well-being and success. He is an accomplished architect and developer, and he boasts an impressive portfolio having constructed more than 20 million square feet of mixed-use space and over 15,000 homes. Michael's esteemed corporate clients include names such as the World Bank, NASA, Oracle, Microsoft, Amazon, Boeing, Intel, and many others. And it's a testament to his exceptional ability to increase Vatsu principles with modern architectural design, creating spaces that cater to functional requirements and support their occupants' overall well-being and success. In today's episode of the Mindfulness Experience Podcast, we dive deeper into the principles of Vatsu Shastra with Michael Mastro, exploring how the ancient wisdom can be applied to create harmonious and supportive environments in our modern world. We'll also discuss the benefits of incorporating Vatsu into residential and commercial spaces and how these principles can enhance overall well-being, success, and mindfulness. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Mr. Michael Master. Hey, hey, hey. I am here with Michael Mastro. Do I have that right, Michael? Correct. Okay, great. So I just want to make sure I have your name because you're a very important person. I've been following you for such a long time and you're really involved with Vastu Creations. You're involved in this whole area of really understanding that individuals really not only create their environment, but their environment helps create them. And I'd really like to sort of unpack that in a little bit more because this is really all about energy. It's all about being mindful. It's all about how do we help people to be more present to the presence that is around them. And um, I may, maybe you can just sort of um, uh, help us out. Uh, I just want to say again, thank you for being here. All right. Maybe thank you can you help us out. Me. I'm sorry. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're you're welcome. I feel like we should have had a little meditation before we started. Actually, you know, would would have would have would have chilled us out a little bit more. Certainly chilled me out. So, um, you know, what inspired you? Um, because you've got you you've got a rich career. You've been involved in architecture and engineering. And how did that lead you? Uh, and also real estate development. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. So so tell me a little bit about what you know, sort of your pathway was to uh, Vatsu and what that's all about and what you're up to now. Okay. So I was very fortunate as a young architect to meet Maharishi Mahesh Yogi uh, at a very young age. He's the Beatles guru. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was just walking down the street in San Francisco and somebody said there was a lecture and I went upstairs and it was just, just a living room with a few people and uh, Marishi was talking about consciousness. And uh, I, you know, I at that time had some experience with psychedelics. Uh, this was the 60s, early 60s. And uh, so I, I was just uh, very much blown away by what he had to say and uh, talked to him afterwards. And he said, you know, when you're ready, 
uh, come to Rishikesh. Mm -hmm. I have some things I want wow. you to work on. Mm -hmm. And so it, it took a year or two. Um, and what year was this? It was back in the 60s, I know. But yeah, late 60s. Uh, late 60s. So yeah. Rishikesh was... It was still virgin territory for them. I mean, you know, you were there before all the hordes of people got there, right? Correct. It was yeah. just a village, basically. And we were actually, his ashram is on the other side of the river, mm -hmm. which is just a bunch of caves along the Ganges River and uh, not much to it. Anyway, so it was there at his feet that he talked about different environments that he wanted to create. and. And he made it so palpable that you felt like as he described those environments, which ended up being these mm. stone dome mm -hmm. meditation huts, basically. Uh, and, and then there was a hall for lectures mm -hmm. and things. But you felt like you were really there. You were really in that space and you could smell it. You could feel it. Mm. Uh, and so he didn't even mention the word Vastu. Hmm. But he was talking about orientation and about proportions and about mm -hmm. how the light and the sun and the wind would affect that environment and how mm -hmm. that environment would affect us being there meditating and living. Mm -hmm. And so this was a really new concept for me because in architecture school, mm -hmm. I learned how to create what I thought were beautiful mm -hmm. buildings, but I really didn't think about how it affected the people in them. Mm -hmm. So I think all of your listeners have had an experience of walking into a house or an office. And for some reason, it was beautiful, but you didn't feel comfortable. You didn't mm -hmm. feel like I don't really feel like staying right. here. And that I learned from Maharishi mm -hmm. that it was one or more of the five elements that was out of balance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Everything in the universe is made of earth, wind, or earth, fire, water, mm -hmm. air, and space, mm -hmm. or ether, and uh, including our physical bodies mm -hmm. that are made of those five elements. Mm -hmm. And when one or more of those elements is out of balance, that's when we feel mm -hmm. some dis-ease, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. whether it's in our environment or in our physical body. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, Great. so that was sort of like the, that was sort of the impetus, the sort of like aha moment, if you will, for you. Yeah. And Correct. then, you know, for people who are Vastu, they may not know what that is in relationship to feng shui. I mean, there's really parallels and similarities. I mean, maybe we can sort of unpack that because it really is about element theory to a, you know, to a large extent. And then I, my, 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 my experience is also from a, like looking at it from a Chinese element theory, really understanding your bakwa, you know, and really understanding how that sort of parallels and maybe People may not know what a bakwa is, but, you know, maybe we can kind of unpack that a little bit. Yeah. The goal of Vastu and Feng Shui is exactly the same to keep mm -hmm. energy. Uh, you know, in Feng Shui, they talk about Qi or mm -hmm. in Vastu, they talk about Prana, life force energy. To keep that energy moving in your environment, whether it's your home or your office or any space. So that goal is the same. They just go about it differently. So Vastu is said to be seven to 10,000 years old. We know it's at least 5,500 years old because mm -hmm. archaeologists dis discovered this ancient city. Yeah, this is all Vedic. This is all Vedic uh, understanding, Vedic knowledge, yeah? Correct. And and this ancient city called Mohandanjaro was determined to be 5,500 years old and it was built exactly but per the principles of Vastu. Mm. So, uh, about 2,500 years ago, the knowledge of Vastu was carried over the mountains from India to China, and it mm -hmm. was adapted to the local cultural and climatic conditions of the time and became known as feng shui. So the, mm -hmm. some of the principles of Vastu got changed at that time because mm -hmm. they had invasions by Mongols from the north, and then they had these sandstorms, uh, red sandstorms from the east. So mm -hmm. The orientation got changed a little bit, um, but again, the, the 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 goal is the same: to keep the energy flowing. I practiced both feng shui and vastu, just mm -hmm. found quicker, more lasting results with with vastu. Um, 
Vastu is totally a directional science mm -hmm. uh, based on the directions. And there are some schools of feng shui that are based on directions. But in uh, feng shui, you see this bagua. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it's it's a basically a floor plan of your space. Mm -hmm. And uh, depending, if you go by the black hat theory, mm -hmm. it's all based on how you enter the bagua mm -hmm. that determines uh, the right corner. It has to do with relationships. The left mm -hmm. corner has to do mm -hmm. with finances, etc. Whereas in Vasu, it's totally the direction. So Northeast is associated mm -hmm. with the water element, no matter where you mm -hmm. are on this earth. Mm -hmm. And water has to do with growth, spiritual and material finance. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Southeast has to do with the fire element. And the fire element has to do that's the Southeast quadrant or area of your home or office has to do with your energy level, your your prana, if your prana is high, you are very healthy and vibrant. If your prana is low, then you can be susceptible mm -hmm. to immune issues and different mm -hmm. uh, health issues. Mm -hmm. uh, you feel tired or sluggish. And then the Southwest is associated with the earth element. The earth element is uh, how we support ourselves from our physical mm -hmm. body, mm -hmm. to how we support ourselves and our family, our career, our life purpose, what we came here to do. Mm -hmm. And that Northwest is associated mm -hmm. with the air element. And the air element has to do with how we communicate mm -hmm. so, and our actions. If the air element is in balance, our actions are very harmonious. Our speech is very harmonious um, and our mm -hmm. relationships are harmonious. But if the mm -hmm. air element is out of balance, then there can be some stress in relationships. Mm -hmm. So you have these different areas mm -hmm. of life, relationships mm -hmm. related to air in the Northwest, mm -hmm. um, finances related to uh, water in the Northeast, and mm -hmm. health related to fire mm -hmm. in the Southeast, and Southwest mm -hmm. career. Mm -hmm. That's the beautiful. The center mm -hmm. of the Bagua mm -hmm. uh, is space. Mm -hmm. That is the mindfulness aspect that is the center of your awareness hmm. and if there's some disruption to the space element basically a toilet or a central heating or mm -hmm. some big heavy thing in the center mm -hmm. then if the space element is out of balance all other four areas that come out of the space the hmm. relationships the health mm -hmm. the finances and the career are have some stress some, uh, as you called it, friction. Mm, so yeah. all uh, Vastu is is set up so that mm -hmm. we are aligning our physical body mm -hmm. and our environment to two forces of nature, the positive solar energy that comes mm -hmm. from the east and the magnetic energy that comes from the north, north pole. Mm -hmm. So if uh, that's longitudinal and latitudinal mm -hmm. lines, so our buildings that we design mm -hmm. are aligned with those uh, the grid lines of the earth, mm -hmm. the, these, these uh, grid lines, this, the solar mm -hmm. and magnetic energy mm -hmm. set up an electromagnetic grid system mm -hmm. that covers the surface of the earth. You could think of it as longitudinal mm -hmm. latitudinal lines. Right. And if we align ourselves with that, we get the support of nature in mm -hmm. all our endeavors. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're doing in Vastu is uh, aligning ourselves with mm -hmm. nature to get it nature's support in everything right. now now you know I, I i can just hear a lot of the folks like listening in on this who absolutely have no uh background or or they haven't really climbed down the rabbit hole if you will uh to really understand sort of the energetic principles around all this because basically what you're saying is that you know uh that 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 your environment uh, impacts your overall mindset and your emotional state and you likewise are impacted or impact your environment sort of along that way based on the you know based on how you you set up your home based on the the uh, uh, plants that you've got the yeah uh, I, I look at it from the view, viewpoint of you know looking at earth water all of the elements earth water air having space having music sound yes. you know having lighting all of those 
Can yeah. you tell me, I mean, again, this sounds like woo-woo. How is, wh where do you do this? And, and you know, like, where's the proof, man? I, I'm just kind of, like, I'm wondering for folks that are asking that question, like, oh, my God, Keith has this die on. You know, I I believe in what you're doing totally. So I'm I'm taking that position just to go ahead and, and pull this out a little bit. What do you think? I, I, I love the question because uh, this is how I feel. I mean, I, I when I first got introduced to this, I thought, you know, this just it. I, I'm constantly blown away by what happens when when I utilize these principles. So when I got back from India again, I was very fortunate to be on the design team for the first Microsoft building where I introduced the principles of Vastu and some buildings for Boeing after that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so uh, what I can say is that it's helped. Uh, I think it's supported their success in some ways. And I have clients all over the world that send me, uh, I, I, I don't just design from scratch. People send me their home. People love their home, their office, and they send me a little sketch of their floor plan. And then I can figure out where are the energies getting stuck and what kind of stress it's creating for themselves, their family, their mm -hmm. co-workers. And there are certain remedies, just as feng shui has certain remedies, to get that stuck energy, that friction to start moving again. So all the positive solar and magnetic energy come through the Northeast. They That energy split and moves around to settle in the Southwest. And so if that flow gets disrupted because of something being out of place, like a toilet or a stove, or there's a missing corner or an extension, just like a river is flowing and there's mm -hmm. a bend river. Some of that water eddies, stagnates and pollutes mm -hmm. in that bend. So in a, in a rectangular shaped house, the energy flows very uniformly. But if there are missing corners, like most architects design houses with extensions and missing corners, some of that energy gets stuck and creates some stress. And where it mm -hmm. gets stuck determines what kind of stress impacts mm -hmm. some area of that mm -hmm. person's mm -hmm. life. Now, 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 just to jump in, I mean, you, you talked about Microsoft and like you've got like firsthand experience with this, according to, you know, what I understand, you've you've built more than 20 million square feet of mixed use space and over 15,000 homes. Is that is that is that right? That's that that is that that that's a lot of square footage. I know I'm an old guy. I've been doing doing this a long time. <laughs> so, 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 so you've so you've got that experience, and in your building, and your in your working with individuals, what are the things that you say people see the difference? What are the things that sometimes make the difference? So, what kind of remedies do I? Yeah, do? what kind of remedies? You know, I know a lot of times, you know, uh, like you talked about walking into a building beautiful looking building, but doesn't make you feel comfortable. Maybe they've got beams that are showing. Maybe they've got sharp objects that are around. Maybe they don't have enough lighting or enough space or enough trees. I'm just wondering from your viewpoint, like what are the, the most common remedies that a lot of people don't like recognize or realize that they can really help their environment and help themselves? Yeah. So basically what we're doing with the remedies are supporting the elements in each area within mm -hmm. that space so mm -hmm. for example in the northeast uh, if there's not enough openings to receive the solar and the magnetic energy there are things we do like adding a little fountain or mm -hmm. some moving water or some mm -hmm. Even some pictures of such things of ocean or water or things like that. And, and likewise in the Southwest, if, if there's a lot of openings there, some expenses are leaking out. So we have some plants there that, uh, that support uh, that, that energy uh, and, and help that energy build and not escape or leak mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. um, pictures of mountains and things like that. Mm -hmm. Now, those are the gross remedies that's more used in feng shui. 
but we also utilize some little energy machines that are specific uh, mm. specific frequencies to move mm -hmm. certain kind of stuck energy depending mm -hmm. if it's a toilet in the wrong area or, mm -hmm. or some other uh, issue uh, that are even more powerful mm. energy so, machines I'm, I'm i'm now now i'm now you got me going down the rabbit hole. I'm thinking okay. like, you know, uh, I'm thinking like, you know, pyramids and all, the whole thing. But tell me, uh, what so are so what are, are they frequency machines or what are what are they're they? They're actually uh, very small, inconspicuous. Mm -hmm. No one would know they're there except for you or whoever places mm -hmm. them. And they're uh, they're a, a, a nine square grid of uh, Sanskrit numbers that mm. add up horizontally, vertically, and diagonally uh, to a specific frequency, depending on what energy we want to get unstuck and mm. depending on mm -hmm. where that energy is in your space. Mm -hmm. so, so is this like sacred geometry in some respect of really understanding? Could be related, yeah. could be related to that in a way. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. and they're just very small and um, mm. they're related to the frequencies of so Einstein had this famous quote, if you can match the frequency that you want, hmm. then you will end up inevitably getting that result. So mm -hmm. these frequencies are set up in a harmonious way to mm -hmm. achieve, you know, the desired result of a stress-free environment where mm -hmm. no energy is getting stuck and all energies are flowing. So mm -hmm. you walk into that space and you feel uplifted in that mm -hmm. space. Now, how much of this is projection versus, you know, the placebo effect, if you will? Um, something just happened to my camera. One second. There you it's go. Okay. So, uh -huh. so how much of this is projection and or, uh, you know, the placebo effect of the individual recognizing that that's there versus from your view? I'm just I'm 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 wondering okay. the efficacy of it from the viewpoint of really understanding the science around it or the uh, yeah. belief system around it. So you don't need to believe in it. Mm -hmm. And most of my clients really don't want to know what's wrong because they don't want a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm -hmm. They just uh, are interested in, will this bring the results you know that I want? Mm -hmm. Improvement mm -hmm. in my career, improvement in my finances, more harmony in my relationships, better um, energy and, and better health. So yeah, most uh, nobody, most of my clients don't believe in it or anything. They're just they've heard from some friend or someone they know that this has helped them, so they're willing to take a chance and try it. And for myself, I am continually blown away by how it works. It's 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 very it's like trying to explain mindfulness to someone who didn't mm -hmm. know or mantra meditation to mm -hmm. someone that doesn't know what you can experience just by being mindful of yourself and your environment and your relationship to the universe mm -hmm. or taking a mantra and going deep inside and seeing what happens mm -hmm. so it's 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 everything is energy mm -hmm. right and and so we're working with energy on a very very mm -hmm. subtle level and right. yeah, yeah i can see a lot of your viewers may say oh <laughs> too far out well no i don't think this is far out at all because i think you went into einstein you you touched on you know really understanding uh, that everyone has a code we all have unique thumbprints or fingerprints and individually i mean we all uh, sort of resonate at a certain level. You know, there's a, there, there's a certain frequency that we resonate with or bring ourselves into the world with, right? And mm -hmm. I think what you're saying, and 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 I want to backtrack here in terms of the sequence of numbers and the what I call sacred geometry. But, you know, when we go back here, what I hear you saying is that you work with the individual, you you work with the building the way it is, you understand what they're 
what their objectives are, what their goals are, where the leaks are, if you will, based on the based on the architecture and the individual that's in the individuals that are in the building or what their maybe their purpose is. And then you make a determination as to maybe what needs to be um, augmented, what right. needs to be pumped up or 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 lifted up. And you do that through the use of this you know this 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 understanding of a sequence of numbers and the uh, the code i would i would call it like a it's a code it's like a sacred code right yeah, you know so so can we unpack that a little bit more i mean do i have a sacred code does everyone does everyone have a sacred code and does it change based on where we are and or you know is it sort of like a, a key and a lock that we find the certain certain locks that keys fit into some of them they open you know i'm just trying to uh, i'm trying to understand that a little bit more yes you're right that everyone is unique and they have their own uh footprint they have their own uh code and it's based on when you're born all the planets and stars are arranged a certain way in the sky Mm -hmm. that kind of precedes the direction you're heading and what will happen. Now, your mindfulness, your meditation, mm -hmm. right. your uh, good deeds all have an effect on your destiny. But yes, we all have a code and we all have certain planets that support um, what we want in this life and they may just like your environment may be a little weak because of their placement and if we can strengthen them energetically on a very mm -hmm. subtle level we can change our experience our destiny mm -hmm. and that's exactly what we're doing in vastu vastu is a sister science to ayurveda which is the science of healing and well-being mm -hmm. wellness mm -hmm. and the science of jyotish which is how the placement of the stars and how they mm -hmm. affect us. Hmm. So, so from the microcosm, the macrocosm, from the macrocosm, the microcosm. Yeah. Yes, we can look at the Vastu mm -hmm. of your desk. Mm -hmm. We can look at the Vastu of your house. We can look at the Vastu of your city, your state, your country, hmm. and the Vastu of the world. And so there is that mac mm -hmm. microcosm, macrocosm. And, uh, you know, in, in each of these these three sister sciences, we're all aiming at balancing those five elements in the body with Ayurveda and in your birth chart. In mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you a question. Let me let me ask you a question, because I'm really hung up on this understanding of how our environment can help us, you know, in in so many ways. What role do natural elements like water, wood, fire, metal, earth play in helping us to create an environment that fosters positive energy and success? Do you think they play a role? Uh, I mean, I can't imagine that somebody working on a concrete, you know, a concrete, you know, uh, uh, puppy hole is, is going to be any more happier or, you know, would be happier than a guy who's working or a person who's working you know, in a, an open space environment that has running, you know, the sound of water and trees and, you know, the feeling of breath and, and fresh I air. Mean, so. Just a simple analogy. And you can imagine that the, the prana and the mm -hmm. balance of the five elements is much greater in when you're standing next to a waterfall in nature versus in a crowded subway station underground with no natural air, light, ventilation, uh, no mm -hmm. nothing of nature. So yes, the, the environment has a huge effect and how we place things in the environment has a huge, huge effect on how we feel, how mm -hmm. we uh, speak, or how we communicate, how we um, our health and, and, and how confident we are that mm -hmm. we can improve and do well and be creative and creativity and productivity is what I work with, with Oracle, um, Intel, mm -hmm. Microsoft, Amazon, 
uh, you know, these these companies, they just want people to be uh, productive, happy, healthy, and productive. Mm-hmm. And so, how we arrange their desks, how we, you know, how how we arrange the environment to support that productivity is has a huge influence. Mm-hmm. So, so it doesn't have to be um, like all clean and all, you know. Uh, um, like if you're looking at my background now, you know that I've got like stuff on the wall. I've got colors here. I've got colors there. I mean, I'm just wondering from the viewpoint of somebody who is listening, can it be as simple as getting a, a plant for your desk? Can it be as simple as getting some stones and carrying them around in your pocket? You know, everything, everything has an effect. So, mm. so everything you just mentioned would have some mm-hmm. effect. Mm-hmm. We want the, the the best effect possible, so mm. it'd be a few things, not just one thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, can uh, you know? I'm I'm just wondering: is there a correlation between the energies that we manifest in our inner world and those displayed by the objects in our physical environment? So, are you asking? Does your sacred space where you meditate have an effect on your meditation? Like yeah, your- I'm. Well, I'm actually wondering the other question around, like, like do individuals that don't meditate, you know, that individuals that, you know, maybe you think there's a correlation between, like, can you go into someone's house or someone's environment and really kind of tell, you know, what's going on inside them? in some respect you know based on yeah i can i can tell Hmm. by a by a floor plan or walking Hmm. in a space which elements are out of balance and Hmm. which areas of life will be challenging for them where their where stress is in their life Mm -hmm. now uh i can also tell you mentioned something in the very beginning and i Hmm. I don't remember your words but Mm -hmm. i can also tell if they love their home Mm -hmm. or they do not because your home will love you back if it if you love it so there is that relationship as well as where the elements are placed and where the energy is getting stuck Mm -hmm. so in other words the vastu may not be that great but you can tell that they love their space and Mm -hmm. it is feeding them and and Your your space is made of the same five elements you are. It's a living, breathing organism, mm-hmm. and so uh, <laughs> there's definitely a soul to your space, and uh, I can feel that when I walk mm-hmm. in the space. And so, everyone else can too. Mm-hmm. It just depends on whether they're in in tune with it and able to communicate about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I say, for some people, it's just I'm. I'm in this like ten million dollar house, but I don't mm-hmm. feel comfortable. Mm. Mm-hmm. I've, yeah. <laughs> or, or I'm in I'm in a little um, you know uh, five hundred square foot apartment or mm-hmm. uh, tiny house, tiny house, and mm-hmm. I feel wonderful. Right, right, right. Isn't that interesting? So, do you? Uh, I'm wondering. Going back to you, we talked about Joytish astrology uh sort of briefly i'm wondering uh what role does that play in your work as an architect and you know in in working with real estate uh and uh, individuals how what how does that underscore a lot of the work that you do so the these three sciences are so interconnected mm-hmm. and they they're interconnected by the five elements and each of the directions within your house is related not only to an element but a planet and uh, again you know this is a big stretch for a lot of your listeners i'm sure uh, but there is this interconnection between your birth chart mm-hmm. the environment that you're drawn to and that you pick and and we go through certain planetary periods in our life where we may want to change our apartment or change our or redecorate or or change our you know move to another house mm-hmm. these are all so interconnected and and how that affects your health your your well-being with the uh ayurveda uh yeah there's there's a interconnection there that affects people's 
um, prosperity, their, their their ability to be successful in their career. I think that, you know, Bill right, Gates right, chart, right. You know, and, <laughs> Yeah, I was on. I was. Uh, I was in. You know, I know someone. Uh, I was uh, talking with not too long ago about the fact that you know they went to a new home. They've been there. They and they just are not comfortable. It's not you know the 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 walls are fine. Everything's they they've checked the place up and down. Like what's happening? Do we have you know? Do we have some sort of mold or whatever it is? And they just have a hard time like breathing. You know, like that, and it's not like they have a lot of stuff in the place, you know. But they, it's just that, like, like one of those things. And and what I'm here you saying is that there are, there are, places that we go to, that for one reason or another, energetically, that just are not suited for us, and that we need to really understand what's going on energetically, and that a lot of times you can use. You know, Vatsu to go ahead and 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 you know augment or or uh, as a, a use some applications to go ahead and you know heal some of that. But you know, like this is we're all walking energetic machines, and you know there are things that you can do, but there are some cases where you can't do anything. I've never I've never come across a a, a, a case where I couldn't do anything. Hmm. I've I've worked with houses next to cemeteries and mm -hmm. all kinds of strange and and mm -hmm. wild uh, environments, and I've always been able to identify where the energy is getting stuck, and how that is making some stress in that person or family's life or company's life, mm -hmm. and get that stuck energy to start moving again, uh, basically eliminating the stress. Mm -hmm. And that's what mindfulness, that's what meditation, that's what yoga, the goal of all of these things is to reduce the stress, to balance those five elements so that we can be more productive, more healthy, etc. And uh, so, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's no, my experience. Yeah, and no. I have an experience with a lot of clients, they'll say, you know, I love my house, but I feel so much better when I'm out of my house mm. or on vacation or, mm -hmm. you know, just, uh, you know, going out for the day. And then when I come home, there's some heaviness there, mm -hmm. some stuff energy. So that's mm -hmm. what we're doing. We're in Boston. We're identifying where that is and what we can do to move it. So let me ask you a question. A lot of people might be listening to this and saying, okay, yeah, I, I get it. You know, Ma Michael Mastro uh, is, uh, you know, he's a, of a vastu master i understand the whole thing of feng shui i i got a book on it you know right. but you know i'm not sure how i can apply that in my life so i'm just wondering are there any specific tips or techniques using yeah. the principles of vastu uh, to create a prosperous home or workplace yeah so Remember, I said Vastu is just of, all about aligning yourself to these two forces of nature, the positive mm -hmm. solar energy from the east and the magnetic energy from the north. Align mm -hmm. your body and your environment. So what can we do with our body, with the direction that we face when we work, when we cook, when we meditate, has a huge effect on our creativity and productivity. Mm -hmm. And I've been involved in uh, three or four, three uh, uh, experiments or mm -hmm. studies, studies with mm -hmm. 100 kids, similar IQ, take the same, uh, uh, study the same materials, take the same test, all hook mm -hmm. up EEG machines to measure mm -hmm. the brainwave. And they're, they're divided into four groups. One faces north, one faces, one group of 25 faces east, 25 face south, and 25 face west. The kids that face north and east in all three studies did about 20% better on the test. Something mm -hmm. about facing that magnetic energy from the north supports our left brain activity, which is our analytical, the math part of the test. Something about facing east supports our right brain creativity, the creative part of the test. Mm -hmm. So that's a really good tip you know, just check mm. out your desk, mm. which way you're facing when you look at your computer. Try to orient it towards tr true north or true east. 
Either I think one I'm is- I think I'm northeast right now, Michael. So <laughs> they found that northeast is not the best. No, either okay. I got to change. Huh? I got to change my desk, right? No, like- you can just turn your computer a little bit. Oh, okay. So, so I really, but I'm, uh, I think in feng shui, I'm a number nine, you know, in, 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 in my bakwa is nine. And I think that's really said more, my heavy corner should be Southwest, South, Southwest. Yeah. Southwest is always should be the heavy corner in in Wastu. And, and well, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not that familiar with the number part of the Mm -hmm. feng shui. But anyway, try it and see. That's something you, okay. you and your listeners can try. The other direct, the other thing that we spend a lot of time doing is sleeping, and the direction you sleep has a huge effect on how you, you know whether you wake up feeling rested or still mm-hmm. tired, or um, you know the the productivity of your sleep, whether your REM state, uh, you know, is mm-hmm. you have long and many REM states, uh, or you know, short and few REM states. Uh, so the the studies that I've been involved with, uh, a couple of studies in the hospitals where they have 50 mm-hmm. patients recovering from similar surgery, 25 mm-hmm. are having their headboard to the north, 25 are having their headboard to the south. Um, they found within three days that the patients with their headboard to the south uh, recovered much more quickly with less complications than that patients with their headboards to the north. The reason is positive magnetic energy comes from the north and our body is a magnet, positive polarity in our head. So if we're sleeping with our head on a north wall, it's like bringing two positive ends of magnets together. What happens? They repel. It disturbs the blood flow, circulation, digestion, and over time, you're not getting deep breaths. That's helping. So you, you really want to use, you really want to point your head to the south, right? So you get a better south, sleep. East or west? But south, east, or west? Never north. Never okay. North. Yeah. All right. Well, well, that's that's helpful um, uh, because I I do have some I have uh, clients that really have wrestle with sleep, and of course, you know it's we've a gone big through. These yeah, I mean, it, yeah. There's many other remedies, but this is the first thing I want to look at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I know that you uh, and uh, your wife, Robin, is that right? Yes. Yeah, I know that you uh, started Vatsu, uh, Vastu uh, Creations, uh, and you also have the American Institute of Vastu, is that right? I train people to do what I do, yeah, because I can't uh-huh. be everywhere all the time. Uh-huh. And what does that look like? I mean, if somebody wanted to go ahead and get involved oh, yeah, with it. We have training online program. courses, mm-hmm. online self-paced courses where you, you know there are videos and there is written material and then uh, a weekly Zoom uh, live session to mm-hmm. ask questions, Q&A. Um, I also train people to do uh, um, astrology as well. Cool. Uh, so, I yeah. Like that. Good. So, there. so not not only are you a practitioner, but you're a teacher, and you're really uh, bringing this knowledge to other people to help them make better lives for themselves and others. That's that's my wife uh, and I' goal is to help uh, mm-hmm. in any way we can. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you a question. You started uh, with a Maharishi uh, 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 Yogi, uh, and uh, yeah, did I get that right? Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, yes. Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, and that's sort of the whole TM line uh, I know uh, in terms of uh, the lineage. Uh, And you also uh, started talking about yoga and meditation, Uh, and you've been involved in that since the 70s, the 60s, 70s, right? I've been teaching meditation since 1967. Okay, how has that impacted your approach to architecture, design, and development? And do you feel that if somebody meditates on their space that maybe they would themselves have a sense a, a better sense of maybe what the space is calling for you know i'm just wondering if there's a correlation there yes yeah, so meditation mindfulness helps us be uh learn to trust our intuition and what what we're feeling and what's going on around us absolutely mm-hmm. you know kingdom of heaven lies within we're all looking for happiness out there but we know it's an inside job really it it totally is an inside job and uh you know really for the most part we project our own reality uh not only in terms of in terms of what we see 
you know, that as someone said, it's never good or bad out there. It's always good or bad inside, and you're projecting right. that into the world. Yeah. Correct. Correct. And, yeah. and that's, I think, a good good thing to be mindful of, <laughs> mm -hmm. because uh, you you really can't blame anyone but yourself when you really understand mm -hmm. how energy, the law of attraction, works. You know. Mm -hmm. you're right. Grateful, that's what you get. You get so. So it's interesting that you went there because I think I was thinking about this this morning, um, you know, in terms of really understanding um, not only, um, you know, world religions and, 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 and faiths and things like that, but also understanding uh, the science of what you're working on with Vatsu as well as with Feng Shui and so on and so forth. It, it seems to me that it has a are, uh, a lot of the basis is within the whole realm of quantum physics of really understanding pure potential and energy do you have any thoughts about that and then i and then uh, to sort of wrap us up i do want to go you have three books and i want to talk about those books uh i i believe you've got some things that people can kind of rest on but what are your thoughts sure. about quantum physics the a whole idea of energy and you know because this is kind of the business you're in in some way right yeah, I mean, really, that's the basis of it. It's, it's. I, I see it as a science and not associated with any religion, although all, all religions have, you know, this this idea of energy that comes at the basis of it. But, but yeah, it, it's all about energy and how energy works and how energy moves and how the energy around you makes you feel. Hmm whether it supports you or it's you know there's stress and, and and whatever we can do to reduce that stress is going to make things so much easier mm. for everyone and that's where the mindfulness comes in and the sensitivity to your you know your biosphere your what's going on in your mind what's going on in your body yeah. and then the sensitivity in terms of how that might change given just moving some things around or adding some things into the environment yeah just becoming aware of your thoughts. Mm -hmm. Where are your thoughts going? Are, mm -hmm. are, are you you in a in a in a mode of being a victim or being grateful? Or you know mm -hmm. where where are your thoughts going? Because that's creating everything outside. Right, right. Do you are you a, are do you have a victim mentality or victor mentality? You know, are you the uh, or as they there was a wonderful song. You know, sometimes you're the windshield, sometimes you're the bug. <laughs> <laughs> you know uh but uh so tell me you've got three books uh, uh or maybe more uh but uh i i believe you got three books can you tell um us a little bit about you co-authored these books on vatsu to help readers learn or help understand the topic a little bit better maybe we yes. can sort of wrap up with that or any other thoughts that you might have you know in terms of the time i'm sensitive to your time i know you've got a busy day Sure. So the way of the first book was actually the altars of power and grace. My wife mm -hmm. uh, did her her masters on this, and that is taking the principles of Vastu and mm -hmm. bring it into the microcosm uh, mm -hmm. in terms of just a very small uh, replication of the universe mm -hmm. as an altar, utilizing beautiful. Mm -hmm things you've collected in your life and just arranging them in a specific way to make that altar a manifesting altar to mm. manifest whatever intention whatever goal you have and that yeah that's uh the book that we co-authored and then we wrote a book called the way of Vastu. the way of Vastu. and uh -huh. that's the, these principles i was talking about and lots of tips mm -hmm. that we were talking about and uh, mm -hmm. You know where all this knowledge came from and and how it can support you mm -hmm. and then uh we wrote a book um simon and schuster wanted us to write a book about um vedic knowledge and how to create more love in your life it's called mm -hmm. lightning room from mr right they chose the title but it's mm -hmm. really just about how to use the principles of the vedas to attract more love in your life and beautiful uh, it takes the journey of three different women. Mm. Uh, they could be men, but <laughs> it just happen to be women. And certain techniques that they use to mm -hmm. attract more love in their life and how it manifested for them. 
Mm, beautiful, beautiful. So this has been, I, I feel like I could really um, kind of jump into this topic a long time. I, I really want to be a student in so many ways because you have so much knowledge and so much wisdom to share. And I'm wondering for those people who feel the same way, how do they get a hold of you and how do they find you? What do they, you know, what do they do to, to yeah, so sort of start the, the start the process? Sorry. Website is Vastu Creations with an S. Mm -hmm. uh, dot com and there you'll see lots of products that that will support the energy and the environment and we have consults where people all over the world just send me a little sketch of their mm -hmm. space and uh, from there i can analyze that and and send them the remedies with instruction mm -hmm. um sometimes i used to travel all the time uh, mm -hmm. uh every week i was in europe or south america or east coast west mm -hmm. coast um but yeah it just basically found that i can help more people uh, just by doing it online and they get the same results of me actually mm -hmm. being there so and we can even do facetime when you get the uh remedies so mm -hmm. i can help you place them if you wish great um so there's that and then there are the courses uh mm -hmm. at that uh, if you wanted to learn more about Vastu or become a Vastu practitioner mm -hmm. or add that to your well-being, whatever um, coaching that you're doing, mm -hmm. as well as the, I, I teach Vedic medical astrology where mm -hmm. you can actually look at someone's chart and see what tendencies there are mm -hmm. for certain mm -hmm. health issues and mm -hmm. what remedies can be uh, applied there as well. Sweet, sweet. Uh, Michael Mastro. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I have to say, uh, if you go to the website, Vastu Creations, uh, you'll be able to go ahead and sign up for his newsletter. I get it. Uh, and uh, lots of wonderful tips in the newsletter. And I'm just so honored to have you on the show. I've been thinking about uh, having you on the show for the longest time. Uh, but I, I actually, you know, at the start of it, I wasn't sure I was you know, I was ready. And I, I really uh, feel like, you know, uh, as they say, when the student's ready, the teacher appears. And here you are. So uh, thank you so much for being here. You're, you're gifted um, at what you do. And you brought out a, a lot of good knowledge. And I'm a student of life as well. So I am honored to be uh, on your show and hope that um, your listeners learned a little bit about energy and about Boston. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. Maybe we'll do something on Jodish sometime. Oh, that would be great. Thank you for listening to the Mindfulness Experience Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. We have other exciting guests coming up in the next few weeks, so stay tuned. For more mindfulness tips and tricks, visit our website at workmindfulness.com. Thanks again for being a part of the Mindfulness Experience. This is Keith Fiveson.